0: Welcome everybody. Episode 2-4 of Office Hours, a Creative Persons 24. Podcast. Mm. Right? Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to say that. 24. 24. Seems like a good number. It's very Keith or Sutherland. and yeah, Jack Bauer's right? coming <laughs> for us. <laughs> As always, I'm David patino And I'm ashton Stanishevsky And uh let's do it again, you know? We um, I don't have any clever, clever, quippy line this week worked out for what podcast network official.
1: Mm. You're, you're falling off on the job here, bud. It's the
0: official podcast of I Didn't Plan Ahead, podcast network.
1: Which is no different than any other time we've ever done this. <laughs> I mean, at least on my side. I feel I like last week
0: I wrote it down uh, the day before.
1: I, I, well, and you know, like uh, the listeners don't know, but you know. There's generally like a 10, when I was doing... The intros, um, we, there was like a solid five minutes before we recorded. Where I was like, "Oh, what is this one going to be?" Good. See, it's 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 harder than you think to think of those little to be to be quippy. You're very good at it, though. You always did
0: very mm-hmm. good intros.
1: I don't want to be back on the intro train. I'm glad you took that over. I know.
0: <laughs> there are. Uh, this is only my fourth. This is only my fourth time doing an intro.
1: Six more, and then I'll I'll take it back. Really? Well, no, no, actually, no, I'm, no. I didn't say that take it back, take it, back.
0: <laughs> it should be 16 more technically oh okay. you did 20 yeah. and then, or you did 19 and then I should do 19 alright fair enough unless I'm totally oh, we'll- muffing this up and then you're gonna take it back
1: <laughs> no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it back you can have it i much rather I would I would gladly w- watch you do it every single time and even not have a a thing a tagline hey, if you will I don't care that's fine with me I, don't, that's fine. I feel like
0: they're getting shorter and shorter too I'm like hey everybody I'm David let's go <laughs> Let's go. What's the we'll topic? Just do,
1: let's just do the thing.
0: Whatever, it's fine.
1: fine. It's it's less. Well, I don't know. It's like less fodder on that front. But then we kind of just dance around it for another two minutes or three minutes, like we are right now. Yeah. So,
0: and there's yeah, your intro, and, uh There you go. <laughs> that's that's for you. A little treat. Our next podcast will be our one year anniversary. Did you know that? That's a. Uh, that's no,
1: I didn't. But that's wild. Wild.
0: We did take one uh, year. August off.
1: Yeah, is, and then the past couple of weeks I've been kind of. I've been I've been late on it because I'm terrible. That's fine. Um, and David Bettino has been my savior and saved me out of it. But oh, good. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be a big one. We got we got nothing planned for a big one year. It's gonna be cool.
1: Gonna be <laughs> fantastic. There will be uh you know nothing of any kind of interest. I don't know. Well, maybe we should just drum up drum up some old guests. Have some friends come by and
0: there you go. There we go. They're all Atlanta guests, so maybe I'll just go to Atlanta and then we can just hang out with all your friends.
1: See, now you're talking. We'll just have time. an open studio day and everyone can just kind of come in. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Right.
0: See how many miles I have. Drop a <laughs> Although, comment. If I you'd believe, be interested in joining that one, I believe the Atlanta flights from Newark are like $98 or something like that. <laughs> something absurdly low.
1: No, it's definitely the ones from like, you have to go into the city for the cheap flights. Mm. All right. Cause like they have them like every hour on the hour. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going from New Jersey, no, you know, it's not that many.
0: All right, we'll see. And no promises, but maybe maybe we'll do something special. If
1: you want to see David Patino in Atlanta, you're going to have to drop a comment yes. on this particular one or just slide into our DMs.
0: And Venmo me five we'll, bucks.
1: Yeah, we'll do like a Patreon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been like 20 years since I've been to Atlanta. A lot's changed since then. It's been a, it's been a pretty productive 20 years for
1: us here. It's,
0: I hope so, because the last time I was there... It was not pretty.
1: You have no idea what you're missing out on. Nope.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's 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 quit the banter and get into the real stuff now. Um, so here's the deal. it's We're coming up on... It's November already, in case everybody didn't know that. Which means that the year is winding down. And it leads to conversations such as, did I do good this year? Or how do I plan ahead for next year? Or... However, the hell we came up with this topic. I believe you actually said to me, like, "Hey, David, how do you uh, how do you budget for whatever?" And I was like, "What?"
1: <laughs> yeah. So the question was, and I don't know. I I, I like to think that I'm um. So I'm if, if you're into like disc profiles, I'm a high C. Um, like I'm a high high C, and then everything else kind of just is like very little, very little. Or if you're an Enneagram person, I think it's uh, I think it's five. Uh, anyways, analytical like to think about things a lot, like to try to think from thirty thousand feet up, mm-hmm. and so like when I when I opened up the doors to my full time gig doing this, I very much like I wrote a number on a piece of paper, and I taped it in front of my computer, and I look at it every single day, and it's kind of like you know it's the goal, it's it's ambitious, it's but it's you know it's possible, it's attainable, and stuff like that, all the stuff they say goals should be. And um, the question that I asked you was, you know, as someone who's been in the business for you know ten years now, doing doing the work, um, how do you track your or chart your progress towards your your goal line? Like, how do you kind of go about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and our answers our are, 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 are answers to that question are very very different. Yeah. So, I don't have um, a piece
0: of paper with a number on it in front of my computer, and I usually don't think. What I kind of said to you is, I don't think about that. which
1: i I mean like and i will say this like it's a very different process than mine but i i admire it a lot i think i'm gonna start trying to do more of that i think it's like the part of my brain that's very highly analytical Mm -hmm. and very like wired for that needs to like let off the gas and chill out so maybe like you know take a chill pill yeah
0: i i did you know when i when i was starting up i I kind of, you know, obviously I thought about like, okay, well, you know, I got, I got to pay this rent. I got to eat. I got to do this stuff. So like how much money do I need to live per month, obviously? And and I still do that. Like I kind of look and I go like, all right, how much do you need to get by? Now, of course, 10 years in those numbers go up. And so the, you know, the longer I'm in the business, the more stuff I want. And, you know, I choose to not have hobbies and take lavish vacations, but rather just buy cameras because, you know, so like that's when I look at like that kind of stuff, you know, I kind of go like, oh, I need a little more money because I want to buy this, you know? that Leica SL2 is sitting out there. That's six grand. Not that I'm gonna buy one, by the way. But that's how it happens, right? And so I kinda, I'm more like, I don't look at the whole year and go like, what do I wanna do next year? I kinda look at like next week and I'm like, man, what can I do? How can I make three grand next week? <laughs> Who can I call to get, to get a little bit of cash? Like, you know, it's, it sounds stupid and, and I'm, I, I'm being slightly sarcastic, but at the same time, it's true. I don't ever sit down and look at the big picture. Um, I think what I told you basically was like usually every year somewhere in like June I open QuickBooks and I'm like how much have I done so far and I look at that and then I look at how much did I do last year and then it becomes like a fun competition with myself to see if I can beat the previous year so we're doing the same thing I'm just doing it in a much different way I think
1: well and I, I think I admire that like I, I as someone who's kind of I don't know, I, I keep my eyes on the prize, more or less, mm-hmm. that kind of mentality. And, I don't know, I think it's the idea that you can almost trip yourself up thinking in, you know, how you get to that goal. Yeah. Like, it's good to be, to have, like, a, a an idea of where you're at. Um, but I do think that sometimes, like, you know, me being the human that I am, like, I sometimes get fixated on, okay, like, that means I got to do... Like if I want to hit that, that by the end of the year, that means I got to have this many jobs or this many working hours or this many of this and my bobs or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Got to make crank out this many widgets, you know, before end of the year. And, and I think that like over the past, you know, over the past year, I've tried to rethink how that looks and how that works. And it's like, okay, well now you got to compensate for like, there's a slow time in the season. So knowing that, okay, that's going to be, you know, marketing time of the year, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to work on stuff internally. I'm going to update the book, update the website, that kind of thing. And then so long as your year to date eventually gets to that main, that, that whatever that is, sure. whatever that goal, goal marker is. I liked when you, when you said, you know, pulling it up and like almost competing with yourself. I like that. I like that a lot you know, I think the only reason that you should do this for a living, if you're out listening out there, is you do it because you love it and you do it for yourself. You're not doing it to impress anybody. You're not, because clearly there's, this is not one, this is not the job to do if you're trying to impress other people. Right. (laughs) Um, And I think that's probably a mentality that like all of us at one point in time will like adopt for a little bit. I mean, I'm guilty of it sometimes too, like wanting to have like glamorous photographer lifestyle, right? But like realistically at the end of the day, like I try to take it back a notch and be like, you know what? You paid your bills this month with right. the camera. Success. And that is freaking fantastic. <laughs> high five. <laughs> yeah, right, High five. Self high five. Um,
0: there, yeah, here's the problem. Is that like, you know, I, I know personally, I always, I had this idea of what it was going to be like when I started working as a photographer, right? And unfortunately it was probably based on like a mid to late 80s movie in which there was a four minute section that showed a photo shoot in a photo studio and that's what i've always held on to like i want that like that big daylight loft and with the music playing and there's like people buzzing everywhere like but that's not that doesn't happen that's a fucking movie right like and i think a lot of us like we look at other people around us and we go like oh man that guy's killing it i want to be like him like he's jet setting to the coast and flying to california for a big shoot and but who the hell knows what it's really like you know like he could be boozing himself to death and you know have a horrible heroin problem and he just happens to be flying to california but like he might hate that like who the hell knows you know like you gotta be very careful when you start comparing yourself to other people in the business i think and this goes for everything not just photography but so that's why i kind of like i try to just compete against myself i try to make better pictures than i did yesterday i try to make a little more money than i did yesterday i try to meet more people than i did last year you know one of my um the thing i do sit down and think about on a yearly basis not money but is how can i meet new people this year and i'm very self-aware that when i meet someone they're probably not going to hire me for a year or two. So how do I meet people and build an actual relationship with them and carry that on for an extended period of time so that when the time does hit, I'm still fresh in their mind? That's the only thing I actually do sit down and kind of obsess about a little bit. I still don't have a good answer, so leave a comment if you do so I can steal it.
1: <laughs> but I like that. I, I I think that, I don't know, um, I, I, I think that resetting the goalposts and, and putting them in terms of, and I've I've only started doing this recently, mm-hmm. um, but like it kind of dovetails off of our last episode where we talked about why, you know, like why do you do this or why did you make it this way? Right. And so, I mean, I try to go a little bit higher in the thinking being all weird and waxing poetic like I'm about to, but like, you know, did, did the work I do help serve a purpose to somebody right and i think by kind of using that as the metric of then this was was a successful year or not um like it removes it off of like purely monetary Mm -hmm. goals and accomplishments and it puts it into like are you happy with your job are you satisfied with what you do for a living um because like realistically like what was the, what's the metric or what's that that rule of thumb they said? It's like there's a study that said like after a certain amount of money per year, like your happiness doesn't improve. Like it's like diminishing returns on how much money you make or something like that. Oh yeah,
0: I could see that. Yeah,
1: um, and and it, it's a pretty it's a pretty normal number. It's like it's not it's a lot, but it's not like a lot a lot. Right. Um. And so I don't know. I started thinking about like. You know, obviously, we'd always like to have a little bit more. We'd always like to have, like, the newest toys. Um, but then, you know, start measuring. I'm starting to try to measure my work with, was, did I have fun doing this? Did I enjoy the process? Did I give someone my best work that helped them accomplish something? Um, and, you know, did I give that relationship or that, that, that interaction my best? Yeah. And that would be like what I kind of try to take away from it, you know? Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like, I like what you said about, you know, competing with yourself and really racking your brain on like, how can I meet those people? Like, how can I meet more people and meet them sooner and invest in them so I can be helpful when they might need my help? Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think, you know, I, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal bits of that for sure, because um, it makes a lot of sense. The
0: the the biggest. Um, how do I put this? Because okay, I'm gonna just say it. The biggest clients I have weren't met in a business setting. They weren't met in a meeting, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna just hang the term "biggest clients" out there. I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. But like, I I met most of them by accident uh it involved a beverage of some sort and i think most importantly is it had nothing to do with work had nothing to do with photos or cameras or anything it was a couple of people hanging out and enjoying the time that they spent together and eventually it led to uh you know work and money and photos and that kind of stuff but um yeah, i spent a lot of time especially early on like just literally trying to go out and meet people and not at like a networking event i thought that was just like the most horrible thing in the planet like to me i this is gonna sound horrible i literally was like i'd rather go hang out at a bar all day right and chat up people who come and sit down than go to a networking event that's how i felt about it you know
1: i was talking to somebody recently and if you're out there in listener land i'm so sorry that i can't remember exactly who I had this conversation with. But it was like along the lines of like networking events I've just never felt like that was a a useful like that wasn't a highest and best use of my time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I always felt like with with networking events, you know, I'm I'm pretty um I'm pretty introverted, like very introverted. And I think that, you know, when my job requires it, I can be very extroverted. Like I have to be on, I can be on. Mm -hmm. But networking events were never one of those things that I was super good at. Like I never excelled at very, very well because there was a contrived bit of like, hi, what do you do? How can, how can I do something for you? How can you do something for me? And yeah. I don't know. I, I know that's not how they all work. Um, and I know that people that are very passionate about them and that structure them probably would say that I'm wrong and that's fine. But every time I ever went into one, it was like, you know, my value was asserted by how useful I was to that crowd. Right. You know, and being where I spent a good part of my career, I worked with a lot of people who didn't understand what I did for a living. Mm-hmm. Like they could use the function every once in a while, but it wasn't one where they truly cared you know it was like the good enough metric was fine right so the quality slider wasn't super important or the the specificity slider wasn't very important it's like you know you do what you do that's that's the function yeah so you know whenever i go into those conversations it always felt like eh, this is kind of just like this was not this was not useful because like you know who i am now and you know that i do this thing but you're you know like you're already looking for who you can talk to next and so to your point like i don't know it's about kind of finding the people that Truly, I don't know, it's like there's not like an immediate business incentive behind the behind the meeting. Mm-hmm. Just like you're you you're a person that does something cool, and I'm, I just I'm a person that does something decent too. Like let's talk, let's just chat. Right. And so you know I don't know I think not putting a, a a sales pressure goal on top of either the from either side, right? Yeah. Um, I, kind of helps facilitate those in a much better way.
0: And and I think in general that's how I approach my business right? Is like, I try not to put like these, you know, uh, book smart goals or, you know, I'm not very well read <laughs> in business and, and stuff like that. I didn't go to college. I don't, you know, I've never taken a business course in my life. Like I, I'm just kind of, I'll say it this way. I feel lucky that I get by, like, you know, like that I'm able to make money with the camera and stuff. But like, um, yeah, I've never been able to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to budget out this year. You know, if I did that, I'd probably bury myself in, in paperwork and I wouldn't make pictures. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather go out and shoot pictures than like sit down and, you know, come up with how much money do I want to make next year? More. I want to make a lot. I don't know. Is that a good answer? To me, it is. To me, I'm like, oh, okay. You did your planning for next year. Move on, Dave. This year, 2020 (laughs) plan. Do better. Yeah. Great. That was great meeting,
1: everybody. Right? There's- that's my 2020 plan hell yeah
0: move on <laughs>
1: so, no I I look I mean as a person I'm like I'm not wired that way so I can't I can't do that like I, I mean I probably could if I tried hard enough but just, like my na- my natural inclination is to be like Ugh, I, I can't I sure. have to plan something I have to write it down I have yeah. to look at it from time to time um, and I I admire the crap out of that like I some days I wish I could just wake up and be like today's the day and yeah. I'm just gonna do the thing and that's great yeah you know like I think that would help a lot more than it would hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think for for anyone like that's listening at the kind of that may gravitate towards one of our spectrum sides of the spectrum, like I think it's a happy medium of the two things that you have to kind of embrace. I would agree. At the same time, it's like (laughs) like you know you you might wake up with your 2020 plan being like do better than last year, but then you also check your QuickBooks and you make sure that your shit's paid. Hell yeah! And like you know, So like, there's a certain element of like business owner, businessman mentality that you have to employ. To do to, to survive, yeah. just to survive, and then you know the way you go about it in the in, in the mean in the middle ways is just, am I doing better than last year? Am I and and like even like when you say it like you say it so ca- like casually like oh, I'm in a competition with myself, right? <laughs> you know like I want to do a little bit better than last year, but then like but the, if I don't, that's okay. But well, but the effort part of you like that you're saying like oh it's super cat like I just want to do better than last year, but then what you're not highlighting is. You're going to go pick up the phone, or you're going to answer a couple emails, or you're going to invite a couple people over to the studio mm-hmm. to kind of keep those networks and relationships growing and moving forward and progressing. And yes, you know, and and that's the sweat equity part, right? That's the that's the work. Yes. Um. And so you know, yes, it's casually like you put it out there, like oh yeah, whatever. But you're you're hustling. You're doing mm-hmm. you're doing that. You're doing the grind. Oh God, yeah. Um, I work every day
0: for long so, periods of time. <laughs>
1: So, yeah I mean I I, I think I don't know, I think if, if you're out there listening and you might gravitate towards one super like paranoid planning like me or super chill and like get stuff done like David then maybe somewhere in the middle is probably the best you need you need bits of both right I mean I, that's what I like because I I envy I envy parts of your plan I, I very sure. much do I um, and I'm gonna steal some for next year um, but I also know that I can't turn off certain parts of like my brain.
0: No, no, you got to be true to who you are. And and you got to just make yourself comfortable. You know, like, if you're comfortable, you know, or, or if you're more comfortable with, you know, jotting down numbers and trying to follow then hell, yeah, like, go for it. I think that's a great way to do it. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like, Oh, man, I hit my q1 is looking good. I've never said that in my fucking life. And I probably <laughs> never will. Like, I wish I could though. I wish I was that guy where I could be like, out at like a networking event and be like, man, you won. Yeah, it was really, really good. Pushing. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because I get
1: that question, uh, so I I make the rounds and I do my fair bit of like, I'll call it magic air quotes networking. So I shake hands and I just catch up with people that are in my network and that I, I care to spend my time with mm-hmm. because they're cool people. And you know, obviously the the general questions: How you been? How's work? How's that project going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those always come up, and I've always felt super weird when it comes to like when the when the question comes back to me, like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fine. (laughs) And like, there's like, there's an element of like, well, what else? Like, Oh, um, I don't know. Like, it's like, I mean, you even like, before we got on the call, you asked me this, you're like, sometimes I don't know how you, like what you do during the day, right like how you, how you stay busy. And, and I I I don't know what you shoot. I don't know what you shoot. and And so like, I don't know. I, I, when people ask me, like, how are, you, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing well. Like, my bills are paid, and I have a little bit of money for a rainy day, and, like, I feel good about where I'm going, and I'm doing some more work. And it's a hodgepodge of things. Like, it's a lot of different things, some big, some small. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I I, I always feel weird with that question because, like, I can say, like, oh, yeah, I've had a good Q1. Right. But, I I mean, aside from getting into the super deep nitty-gritty, like, oh, I did, you know, three headshot gigs, one commercial real estate gig. And then I was working up to a campaign, like, I don't know that, that, the, the minutiae parts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, in in this, uh, profession, (laughs) everybody wants to put their best foot forward, right? Everybody wants to, nobody wants to ever, you know, show that they're, not doing all right or that you know they have a lot of free time or i mean that's it's considered to be a bad thing when you're not working right and so a lot of people a lot of photographer friends that i have i'll be like hey man how's it going and they'll go like oh man i'm so busy and i always think to myself like wow you're really mismanaging your time huh (laughs) like how are you that how are you that busy right like you must be shooting 16 hours a day six days a week seven days a week uh, you know, it's like, uh, what, what, how are you that busy? But the fact of the matter is like half of them are full of shit. Yeah. It's
1: a pride point though. I, I mean, like I, as like, as someone who like stro- like who like gets low key, like low key anxiety with the what you working on question, right. I'm working on a lot of things. I mean, like I'm yeah. working on some personal projects that probably won't see the light of day ever. I'm working on some like little things just for me. Cause that's what I like to do with my time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I mean, I could, I could try to like flex and say, like, oh, I've done a big project for so and so or for X client, or, but like, I don't know. Do you really care? I don't. I don't think you do. Like, you ask the question, but I don't think you do. Like, no. I mean, because at the end of the day, like, you're gonna say, oh, that's cool, and then we're gonna move on to like, you know, talking about the weather or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, the, the, I say that because I, I think that there's a lot of emphasis on you know, on, on flexing a little bit mm-hmm. or flexing maybe a lot of it. I don't know. I mean, depending on where you, how, how your anxiety level goes when those questions get asked to you, but um, like that whole, you need to be talking about talking your game up and about all the big things you're doing. It's like, I, I guess, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like, uh, I don't know. I, you still, if you're doing work, if you're getting paid with your camera or your art, whatever, you know, then that's, that's, that's good,
0: that's, that's doing well. Dude, my first job as a photographer, my first official job as a photographer was shooting bar mitzvahs. And I worked for a woman who had been doing it for a very long time, and she was wildly lucrative doing it. Um, and the joke that we had at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night after shooting multiple bar mitzvahs was, well, at least we're not at our desks. Right, like we, we were kind of like, hey, this is cool. Like we're at a party and there's like loud music and we have cameras and we're taking pictures. Life's kind of cool, you know. Like and mm-hmm. she had been doing it her whole life at that point, and um, I was just like, wow. Like to me, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like I was one year, and this was like the year I quit my my desk my day job and and you know started out as a photographer, and I didn't like bar mitzvahs. I, I hated it. To be honest with you i I really didn't like it but i I kept thinking to myself like this is the start of something cool like somebody's paying me a boatload let me put it this way to you when i quit my desk job i was making very good money i had great benefits um i worked for a medical office it was like you know i had like a real a real thing and within a year being a photographer i had blown out that salary and i remember thinking to myself like holy shit why didn't I do this 10 years ago like I, I thought that I literally thought that my desk job was like the end all be all like I was going to be there for the rest of my life and I was like you make good money just stay where you are like don't don't change anything and within like eight months I was shooting bar mitzvahs and making more money than I ever had in my entire life and it like blew the top off of everything I thought you know and I think that to me was like a big eye-opening experience and that, that's when I was like well where else can I take this because mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually don't like bar mitzvahs so is it weddings? You know, and then I went out on my own. I started doing weddings, and then, you know, I started doing headshots. I mean, for for a long time there, I was like, I was convinced that I was going to be like the headshot photographer. That was going to be my you know my big and, windfall. <laughs> and that's an inc- well, that's an incredible. I think so.
1: This you know, we talk about how like you know how there's this like this this and there's a stigma of like if you're not jumping out of helicopters and being like, you know, the next Peter McKinnon, you're you're not doing it right. Right. And I think as much as we all kind of like fawn over that type of ideas like wow, that could be us, like we could be all be YouTubers and have our own bag line and stuff like that. That's great to think about. But I think at the end of the day it's like from a practicality standpoint, you can shoot Bar mitzvahs, or you can shoot weddings, or you can shoot headshots and make a very healthy living. Yeah. Doing something that you enjoy, you know, making being in command of your own destiny. And, you know, if if that's and that's okay. I mean, I don't know, it's it's like there should be a certain amount of pride that I think is lost that we should probably try to hold on to a little bit harder. Right. You know, so when that question goes like what are you working on? And, you know, I'm I mean, I'm this is my own medicine, right? Like I I generally don't like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm shooting like all these corporate headshots and right. like they're awesome. It's like, no, I just, <laughs> things are okay. You know, and I think maybe it's, maybe there's a little bit of like hang your head, not as cool as like, oh, I'm not shooting super big blue chips this month, but maybe, you know, later this year I will.
0: No helicopters this month.
1: Yeah, no no, <laughs> no helicopters this month. So I guess this month's a wash. Um Because I mean, like, I don't know, I think it's, like that type of work is that type of work is super necessary. There's a lot of it to go around and it's, it's respectable work. It's almost like, you know, like people that own like lawn care businesses. Like I think that the people turn up their nose at that kind of stuff. And it's like that, the person that owns that company does very, very, very well. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and they give opportunities for other people to have like jobs to pay their bills and feed their kids and all that others. It's like, like, that's good stuff. Like that's great work. And, I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting into a tirade. No, it's okay, though, because it
0: it really comes back to your outlook and your mentality on what you're doing, right? That's all that fucking matters here, and you know, the something I just realized while you were talking, too, is that uh, although you've been shooting for decades longer than I have, this is literally your first year in business by yourself. Right? It's your first year in business, and this is my 11th year in business. So your outlook and my outlook are wildly different i'm i'm i can guarantee to you that when i was year one in business i had more thoughts like that that was like ah, i mean ah man i really i should be helicoptering much more and, and, and I now think i'm utterly I'm
1: like, impatient like i think yeah. that's like a character flaw of my own that i can kind of self identify like i i'm impatient to a terrible degree right um and so yeah i mean i i also like i have to try to balance and i have moments of clarity where i balance out like oh this is still year one of this venture of this venture correct right
0: you know it's like you're not a newcomer to this sport by any but means. like it's
1: it's a new team new city yes you know and i gotta learn the i gotta learn the geography a little bit so yeah no i get that um no i get i totally get that
0: one of the biggest things i learned uh, it might have been like this it was like the third or fourth year that i was probably in business for myself and people would always call and be like, hey, do you know any photographers in Los Angeles? Or like, hey, do you have any, any recommendations for somebody in Chicago and, or wherever? And, you know, if I knew somebody or I knew somebody that knew somebody, I would always give a name out and I would always... And then one day I just stopped giving names out and I was like, yeah, me. And people were like, oh, whoa, you would go to like you would go to Chicago for a shoot? And I was like, yeah, of course I would. Um, and they were dumbfounded. A lot of people were like, oh, wow, I didn't think you would do that. Like, yeah, hell yeah. I would love to go somewhere else and make more pictures <laughs> like um and the second i started saying that people started putting me on a plane now like i didn't do a lot of travel the first year or the second year or the third year you know but like i remember getting on a plane and being like there's so many photographers between here and dallas and yet this person is flying me to dallas like how do i do more of that like there's so many probably more qualified guys down on the ground below me but somehow i'm in the air going to do the job And that became a goal of mine was to do more of that. Um, And, you know, I got sidetracked throughout time and whatnot, but like, that's, it's something I keep coming back to. Like, I want to go more places and take more pictures. And so, um, for instance, this year I had to go to Piatone, Illinois, go look that one up kids, um. And it ended up being a horrible travel. It took like 14 hours to get there. Uh, I slept for three hours and had to be on set. And the whole shoot was like six hours. And I was like literally done. It was, it was a, from, from a travel, it was standpoint, it was awful. But, and when I came home, everybody was like, oh man, that sounds awful. Like you must've wanted to kill yourself. And I was like, no, it's awesome. Because I got to go to Piatone, Illinois, which I would never, ever go to in my entire life unless somebody sent me there to do something. And, you know, I got to go and I got to see it and there happened to be a brewery across the street and I got to taste some good beer and eat some good food and like to me it was all worth it I made some like three pictures that I really love and it was a good trip like yeah I wish the airline hadn't canceled but whatever like it's it's all good and so um you know some people look at that and go like man that sucks you had to go to the middle of nowhere and to me I'm like no no that was awesome so it, it really is like how you view it and how you want it to be now, if somebody was just forcing me to go there and I didn't want to do it, yeah, it would probably suck. Right? You know, it's those jobs like, even if you're at home and somebody's like, here, you got, you know, you're like, man, I got to make a buck today. I got to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. All right, I'll do, you know, bikini pics of old men, I guess. You know, like, I guess I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to Your do call it. volume's going to
1: spike on those jobs now. <laughs> <laughs> the Div- world
0: knows. DavidPatino.com. Hit me up.
1: No, I dig that. I think, um, I mean, I think that we we work in an industry that can be very, like... It can be kind of negative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that whole... Like, it's comparison game. It's, it's stacking up the things that you want to do with the things that you currently do with the things that you don't do enough of. And mm-hmm. It's all those things. And um, there is a certain element of, like, outlook or, you know, optimism that you should try to embrace on some of these things because, like... It's that whole, like, if you if you dumb it down, if you distill it, if you, like, you know, you boil it all down, it's like, if you took a job and you got paid for it to with to make art, to make mm-hmm. your pictures, then you just paid a bill, you just lived your life, and you did it with a camera.
0: Yeah, that's and a win for the day.
1: That's a win, because in the grand scheme of things, and, I mean, I'm saying this more or less to myself because I need to remind myself all the damn time about it, but, like, at the end of the day, like, you just paid your car note with a camera. You just paid your water bill with the yep. camera. You just paid for that new phone with a camera. You just paid your house or paid for your house with yep. a camera. And that, and that is like that is the optic that should be you should view it through. Yes. Because like if you don't want to do that, if you you know you can go take a job job where there's lots of really good ones out there where they will pay you handsomely. Um, to do lots of different things, of which you could probably find something that you like, like as much too. Yeah. But you gotta be willing, like to, you know you have to decide for yourself what that is. And um, you know, I think that when you kind of when you distill it down to that, if you truly want to do this part of it, if you want to make art for a living, if you can distill it down to, at the end of the day, I just did this with my art. Mm-hmm. then that's a win
0: yeah and 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 it's yours to make man you can make it whatever you want it might take you uh months or years to get to that point but it, you've already made the decision i'm not talking about you specifically sorry yeah, right, right, i'm not right, right. trying to pull, pull you out here <laughs> but just say like you know in general like if you want to be shooting weddings go shoot weddings or go start working towards shooting weddings you know and, and a lot of people we've gotten emails from people who are like I'm getting into this thing, but like, I don't know how to charge. I'm not really sure how to get more jobs. And it's like, well, keep hanging around. Like if you've already gotten a couple jobs, just keep hanging around those people. Mm-hmm. More jobs will come or keep hanging around those types of people. The more stuff will come to you. And no, in the beginning, like we all know this in the beginning, you take whatever's there or you, you know, take more of what's there. And then as you kind of work through and start refining yourself, you start to maybe say no to something or, you know, maybe b- kind of look in a different direction and, and, you know, like you were saying, like you got to be patient. Yeah. You know, and a lot of what kills photographers in terms of like getting their, their feet wet and, or not getting their feet wet, but like getting their, their feet off the ground, I should say, is that they're impatient, you know, and they and they want to be shooting magazine covers, uh, you know, their first year in business. And that doesn't happen because you haven't proven to anybody that you can do shit. But yeah. like, sure, I you mean, might take great pictures, but can you manage $20,000 of a budget? Probably not you probably don't know what the fuck's going on.
1: I agree. I think that, you know, it's, I don't know, it's anytime you see someone that you admire or that you look up to or that whatever, um, you just got to know that there was a very long slog to get there, right? Like there was a lot of treading through mud and, you know, getting your face pushed in it before they can see that, that part of the summit, right? You know, like, yeah. or that base camp level, right? Because like no one's truly at the summit. No one's made it there yet. You know what? What we perceive as we being all of us perceive as a summit is just another person's base camp. Um, right. And you know, so it's that whole idea that you know, like, to exactly to your point, like you gotta very, very, very few people just land where the lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. You know, have that like that immediate like holy cow success. There's a lot of like everyone that you just about everyone else that you see has just has fought and clawed and scraped to get there. And it's through, you know, repetition and failure and, you know, a handful of successes where they kind of get to that point. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, it's it's a good you have to remind yourself of that because I think especially because this is the time of year where I get really introspective and I try to like stack up where I'm at with where I wanted to be. And then I start looking at where everyone else is and like, okay, that's good. That's not good. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of reminding like, okay, you know, wherever you are in, in the journey, know that like you're further along than you think you are. Um, cause you're doing it right. right. Even if you just started, you're doing it. That's like, you're not where you were before.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, that's that's good that's okay
0: you were talking about my flippant attitude towards business and <laughs> i i get by with it right it works for me but um like i have friends of mine who like just they knew right away like i can't do this and so i'm gonna go hire a bookkeeper or i'm gonna go you know what i mean like if i'm gonna keep the doors open i need someone else to do this this portion of it and i i thought that originally actually when i first opened my business i had a business partner i had a guy who was supposed to run um, the business side of things, and I was supposed to take pictures, and it failed miserably. Uh, and I learned a lot. <laughs> and and although I was like, I felt completely failed when that happened, when when he when he left the business and everything kind of fell apart for a second. Um, it ended up being you know a, a good thing. I was able to go off on my own and kind of just do what I want. But um, I also at that point was forced to learn QuickBooks and. You know, learn how to run a business, and there was a lot of googling and a lot of, you know, I still to this day, shit, I'm always like googling like tax law and stuff like that, like how much do I owe? <laughs> do I have to pay that? Um, you know, and it's uh, it's it's not just like you said, like it's not just like, oh cool, I got my camera, let's go do this. It's a, there's a lot of other stuff.
1: <laughs> well, before we recorded, started recording, um, you said something really that's sitting with me right now. And especially as you say this, like, you know, you said you, we were talking about, you know, asking questions to other photographers and you said, when you ask, how do you do that? It's not that you don't know for yourself. It's mm-hmm. that you're just curious how someone else does their, has their, like you're, you're curious to know what someone else's method is yeah, because, and, it, and it's, it's to understand how they run their business or how they run their show but you are fully aware of how you want to run your own show. And I yeah, think that's super interesting because like you know, you said the way that you talked about it was like photographers are terrible at hey, you should do this, you should try that, you should do it this way. This is the this is how I do it, which means mm-hmm. this is how you should do it. Um and that's not necessarily the case because what works for you may not work for me. Right. But there might be points that are, you know, helpful or might be help make mine a little bit stronger, whatever it might be.
0: That topic of I, I, I try to keep a lot of friends who are in the business and I try to talk to them a lot because I want to know what are other people doing? How are like that to me, that's important. My wife who runs a production company doesn't even look at other people's work. She can't even be bothered with it. Right. To her, it's like a distraction from what she's going to do. And I'm like, oh, let me see everything. Let me talk to everybody and let me, you know, not because I wanna know where to go next. I'm just curious, like, what do you do in this circumstance? This is what I do. And I'm very comfortable with what I do, whether it be lighting or business or whatever, but I'm always gonna ask people like, hey, how do you handle this when a client does this? Or, you know, and, and like you said, photographers are often trying to posture themselves into, you know, I'm doing great. So let me teach you how this works then. And I'm like, okay cool like i i know how it works i'm just trying to kind of curious like what, what do you do to get through this situation and whatnot and um i think that's part of what uh keeps me like kind of in line almost is that you know we we do stuff like the podcast right and i i talk to you about stuff and i talk to other people and i have photographer friends that i go out to breakfast with and you know like once a month and we chat and yeah, a lot of it's a big bitch session, right? You know, like, oh my God, this job would be so good if there weren't for the clients. But a lot of it is also, you know, me just kind of being like, hey, where where are we in the world? You know, like how is everything sitting right now? And I can't compare myself to a lot of my friends because they don't do the same thing that I do, you know? Um, I can't be like, oh, am I, am I making enough money? You know, I think photographers always ask that, like, am I making enough money? Am I, is my day rate enough or we've had this conversation before Mm -hmm. and I've talked about this a million times. Like as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing, then, then you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you immediately walk away from an estimate and think, you know, if the client signs off and you're like, I should have asked for more. Well then yes, you should have asked for more Mm -hmm. like that. That's your problem right there. You didn't ask for enough money. And so I'm just kind of like, I like to feel that out across the board with many different people. And, I don't know. It's part of what kinda of helps me run run what I run here, I guess.
1: I think it's it's that's like a it's it's a textbook case study type example of like you you can't I mean you can you can you can read all the blogs and you can read all the message boards and forums and hear what other people are doing and how they're doing it and I think at the end of the day, they can help inform an opinion or a, a strategy or you know a method, but I don't think that they should all be taken as like gospel, right? Because like you know, no at the end of the day, like the you know, just even in our conversation, how we started, like the way that you you track your goals is different than the way that I track my goals. And while I while I I see I admire and see merit in some of the methods that you do, that you use, that you employ. I know that I can't fully adopt those. I can't say, like, let me just copy-paste David's method and mentality, and, like, I'll be successful, too, because that's not how it works. No. You know, and it's it's just, like, you know, and I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case for all businesses, right? Like, there's no real copy-paste formula for success. No way. And you have to kind of track it down to how you how you want to run your own show but then i think the other part we were talking about it's like the optics like your 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 own optics on what success looks like right mm-hmm. like you know if running your own studio and and like if you if you want to run a wedding studio and you want to do 50 jobs a year and you don't care to have any more like you you probably could do more but you don't want to you have yeah. enough then that's fine that's great that's that's fantastic Yeah. Um, Or if you're if you're like if you want to you know do headshots and portraits and you want to make them you know cheap but you want to shoot every day, well there you go. Like that's that's your that's your that's your method, right? Like I I don't know. The way that you talk about it, it it's it makes a lot of sense. You know that no no one's roadmap is is like a there's no. Gosh, I'm going to have to take this one back. There's no roadmap <laughs> to to success to do what we do um, because right. every person's path is a little bit different.
0: We're in an interesting time now because you have, um, you have celebrity photographers now. And I don't mean photographers that shoot celebrities. You have photographers that in their own right have become celebrities in the industry. Um, and a lot of people think that that's where it's at. Right. If you if you want to be successful at headshots, you have to be the next Peter Hurley. Um, and if you want to shoot, you know, uh, beautiful portraits, you need to be the next Lindsay Adler or you know whatever, whoever it is. You know, and, and and some of you will know those names, and some of you won't. And that I love that when that happens when I mention photographers and people are like, "Yeah, I've never heard of that guy." I'm like, what? you've never heard of that guy?" Like, um, but but that's not, you know, that's not everybody's version of success and running a business and you know it's it's what works for you like we said like i hate to keep coming back to it but like it literally is it's like you need to just kind of sit down and figure out what works for you you know if where, where i live in uh, you know going back to like how we got into this whole conversation i know that like where i live in the world it you know it's new jersey ain't cheap let's just put it that way right mm-hmm. like and i live in a cheaper part of new jersey but like new jersey as a whole is expensive and the taxes suck and You know, so by being here alone, I know that I need to make more money than say a photographer in rural Pennsylvania. And therefore I need to produce X amount of work or I need to work a certain amount of days or I need to do whatever. And again, I don't break it down like that. So I have no idea, but (laughs) um, you know, I just, I know that like when I talk to someone from rural Pennsylvania, that our our worlds are like totally far apart and I can't look at that that guy or girl and be like, oh man, you're crazy for doing that. Because what they're doing is, probably working for them because of all of that what they know
1: i mean we've gone we've talked at great lengths about you know differences in geographic market and what that how that determines where you are and what you do and how you charge for it and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't know i I guess as much as i as much as i build a a financial plan around because i know that's the business part of it the business part of it has to be in my mind it has to be You have to be smart about it so you can, A, not go under and not, you know, put yourself out of business. I think when I think about going into next year, you know, knowing that we've been a year out and kind of understood a little bit about what's happening and knowing that it all can't happen tomorrow, despite the fact that I want it to. (laughs) I think the way that I'm going to try to move forward or try to think about this type of stuff is obviously I'll, I'll keep my eyes Somewhat on the on the numbers part. Like the numbers part for me is 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 an easy way for me to kind of make sense of my world and know that, okay, I can continue doing this and I'm not gonna put myself out of business. I'm not gonna have to like go live on the street. But then I think the bigger metric of am I doing well is am I satisfying those why questions, right? Like Mm -hmm. am I happy with the work that I'm making? Am I helping somebody else accomplish their goals and and you know, feel good about what they do? And is my work serving a purpose, right? Like, is it mm-hmm. doing something for somebody? you know like and I think by kind of putting it through that metric is a far more positive measure of success versus how much money did you make this year? Right. Sh- how, many, how many How many helicopters did you jump out of this year? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like I don't know, I, I, I think that the, re- the, the the reality behind what we do for a living is that for every helicopter I jump out of, I spend a lot more time doing something very, very utilitarian and very norm, like basic. Yeah. You know, and so, and I think getting away from that norm that you have to kind of be flexing all the time um, is where my head is f- more or less going to try to be focused on the next year. It's like, at the end of the day, if you're trying to impress, then you have to reevaluate why you got why you got into this in the first place. And like, as someone Absolutely. who's caught himself doing that a handful of times over the past couple of years, like, I have to consistently or like I have to build in checks for myself to be like, mm, watch yourself, because who who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for for you, or are you doing this for them? And it should never be them. Number one.
0: No, because they're going to come and go so damn quickly,
1: right? And they don't, and they don't care because, like, just like I said, when I when I have those casual conversations of what are you working on, the 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 response I get when it's oh I've been doing a handful of you know corporate portraits, is the reaction is exactly the same if I say that versus if I say I just shot a blue I just shot a campaign for a blue chip Fortune five hundred company. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How about the weather? Right. How bad did the Falcons suck? <laughs> like it's like it's that it's it just it comes and goes just as quickly, and so. I don't know. I think if you're a photographer out there and you're struggling with how you measure your goals year on year, or like, I'm not, you feel like you're not shooting enough big stuff. Remember, you just paid your bills with the camera. Yeah. That should be proud. Like, you should be proud of that.
0: I feel better. Right? Maybe. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is like a heaping teaspoon of my own medicine here. Like, I'm basically talking to like, Confident Ashton right now is talking to not so confident Ashton two weeks from now.
0: But that's okay. That's part of why we do this. Yeah, you know, whatever a year or a year ago, whatever the hell it was, I started making YouTube videos. I did a few of them. Honestly, like the information that I was dispensing was more a reminder to me than you know a public. Uh, you know, statement for other people to use. It was really just me, like, kind of being like, oh, man, this this happened in my life. I'm going to talk about this a little bit. Maybe somebody else will get something out of it. But really, like, you know, same thing with this podcast. It's like, we talk about this shit that we talk about on here because stuff that I'm going through or you're going through or whatever. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to, like, sit up here and be like, I know how to run a photo business. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I'll be the first person to tell you I don't. And, and I'm not... And jumping out of helicopters. I'm, you know, sitting, we talked about this. I was sitting in a, a hotel in Lancaster, Pennsylvania last week, eating Buffalo chicken pizza. Like that's my life sometimes. Like, and that's okay. Cause I'm okay with that. Um, although a helicopter would be fun. I still want to ride in a helicopter.
1: I'm all about getting my own, you know, <laughs> namesake on a bag, you know, like my own camera bags. Ooh, I mean, no, I, I, I actually, I honestly don't think that would be a good idea. Because <laughs> They would just be Pelican cases. <laughs> Like if I had my own brand of bags, it would just be but a, a Pelican case. Just go buy a Pelican case,
0: and you can write your name on it. By the way,
1: I can write my name on my own <laughs> Pelican case now. I use it with the sharpie. It's fine. Like I have my own bag now. But like yeah, I don't know. Anyway, not to but say if that's that your goal of yours. Go no, after I mean, it, but man. Like, no, it's fine. I don't like. No, it's it's cool.
0: One of the biggest things that that we do as people when we badmouth other people is just because we don't like we look at them and we're like. Why would that guy want his name on a bag like that's stupid to me that's stupid i will i will say it outright i think that's stupid but to somebody else that's the most goddamn important thing on the planet so who am i to knock that because somebody probably looks at me and goes like that guy's stupid he bought a phase one what's wrong with him well it was important to me i liked it so i did it you know i can't knock other people for doing it it's that it yeah
1: it's the whole why does marquez brownlee shoot on an 8k red because he can
0: because he can why not and he's very upfront about it that, yeah. that he knocks it down to whatever 4k whatever the hell he's doing now and you know that that no it's it's probably not worth it in the long run but he likes it so he does I th- it
1: i think my part with the bag thing is like i admire the ability to be like hey so-and-so company i would really like this kind of bag and they go oh man that's really cool we're gonna slap your name on it and we'll sell a million of them right like okay well it's my spec bag that's cool I mean, if, if I was to make my own bag, it would just be sure. a Pelican case, which they already make in plentiful <laughs> quantities. So there you go. The official, unofficial, official podcast bag is a, a Pelican <laughs> 1615 Air or a 1510 Air. <laughs> got to no get it on the one. plane, man.
0: Got to get it on the plane.
1: That's it. It's got wheels. <laughs> can go underwater.
0: All that to say that, you know, as we slide into the end of the year here and we start to think about where we came from and where we're going... Um, just don't beat yourself up, you know? There's always next year.
1: Always next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much? <laughs>
1: when I'm making your copies over at Kinko's, you'll know what happened.
0: <laughs> Another run of business cards, sir. <laughs> I'm
1: going to be like, well, when I when you pick up your lot to be like, "Oh, it's you." And I'll be like, "Yeah, I once upon a time I did a podcast." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember when we used to do a podcast together? And now you make my cappuccino every morning.
1: Not very well, mind you. <laughs> you didn't make it'll it it'll never
0: wo- happen. <laughs> it'll never happen.
1: All right, that's going to do it for us over here uh, for uh, Office Hours. We appreciate you guys listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, give it a like or a comment. Um, we always love receiving fan mail and c- your questions, so if you if you feel so inclined, slide into our DMs. Uh, you can find David A. Patino on Instagram and pre- well, pretty much everywhere. And then I'm and Stan. Um... Yeah, the Office Hours podcast is mastered in high-fidelity sound at the Tannery Studio in Stanhope, New Jersey by your very own David Patino over here. That's true. And uh, we will uh, see you guys in the next one. Have a good one. Peace.